Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. It's about believing in yourself and it's not about proving it to them. It's just like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to let you be a witness of it. Like you don't have to completely understand it. Just emotionally and physically support me so that I could achieve what I want to achieve. What's up, everybody? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Coffee Breakup. Starring Marvin Jones. Ah, so, if you're already here, please remember, like the video down below, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and ring the notification bell. Please, 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 super important that you guys do that. We're on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. TikTok, Coffee Breakup website, uh, coffeebreakup.com. And Spotify <laughs> and iTunes. You can listen to us on the go at Spotify and iTunes. You can watch us on YouTube, obviously. With that being said, we have a great guest. Repeating. Repeat. Yes, first one, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. X Hotel, how are you? Hi guys, What's I'm up? back. Is that what we're gonna call her? X Hotel? Is that? I like it. I like what it. Is, what do you say? X Hotel, uh, yeah. X Hotel. Okay, we're gonna call you X Hotel. Talia. For people you? that don't know, it's Talia. There you go. Talia. My actual Talia. name. Talia. So how are you? I'm good. I'm Welcome happy back. to be back. I'm very happy. Honored to to have you back on the show. And oh. I'm sure you had a lot of uh, changes from then till now. I was yes. looking through our old episode of uh, previous stuff. Uh, Same. You also have some news for us. Let's start off with the good news. What okay. you got ready for us right now? So the good news that I have for you and for everybody that's watching is that I have been working on a poetry book. It's named Too Much by Exo Thou. And... Uh, I'm here to express how happy I am that I'm able to express my art through a book. I think it's something that um, it's new for me. So I'm excited to share it with you guys. You guys are actually the first people that actually, are going to be one of this. Yeah. Uh, we you guys are, are special. Honored. We are honored. I, I um, You dropped it off last night. I, I read through it. I skimmed through it. And uh, I love it. You know, congrats. And I know personally how, how it's a special moment, especially your first one. I'm sure it's not going to be your last one. 
But uh, no, 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 no. Based on what I've read, it's not going to be your, your last one. So congrats to you. Thank you, thank you. And when uh, should we be expecting this book? Yeah. Okay, so you should be it? expecting the book. I shot the campaign today. So today I did the videography okay. and the pictures for the book. So within the next week or two weeks, I should be releasing it. I'm really aiming for before Christmas because I don't want to give that present for everybody else. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, where can people find this and, and tell us a little bit about what went into creating this piece? Yeah. Okay. So my first step when I was creating the book was first um, gathering every content that I ever made, which is content now for social media. But in reality, it was just me expressing myself through my writing and my experiences so I had to gather, sorry, I had to gather everything um, that I have ever written and see what exactly was the purpose for this book, right? Because you need to find like a center of the book. And when I found the center, it was really that I wanted it to be a light source for other people, just like it, writing was for myself. So essentially, when I gathered everything that I wanted to put out together, um, I reached out to my friend Jess and she helped me do the whole, whole publishing and putting the book together and Amazon actually is the source that I went for. It's really helpful. And then now I'm going to have my own website where I'm going to be selling it. What is it called? The, the website. The website is exothal.co. So that company. We'll put it on the yes. description. You hear that, Alex? It's a word. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, we're going to fight to push this out as soon as possible so people can uh, yeah, jump yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, set deadlines. But regardless, um, so what inspired... I know that you have been writing for a while. So what kind of yeah. made you finally take the leap to get to print? I think that I first started sharing my writing through Instagram. So my friend, Stephanie Amaro, shout out to her. She's also coming out with her book soon. Um, she started sharing her stuff first and she really was the person who pushed me. I always wanted to, but I think we're all caught up sometimes in our ego and not letting other people see our weak points yeah. and just struggles and experiences. And I really had to overcome my ego of like, it doesn't matter if I have been broken if i've been cheated on if i've been hurt like i'm not the only one so i feel like i found the gift of me too so when people read my things and they say oh my god me too like that is my gift like i'm just like okay like that's all i ever wanted so she reminded me that i'm human too and that really the people that are going to judge are the people that are afraid of admitting that they're just like us too and i find out what's most craziest about that is that you know it's kind of because of her that you felt confident enough to say, mm -hmm. well, I want to speak out now. You know, you were able to kind of have that that, that little push to, to bring that. Because I told you before we even started recording, I'm like, well, you're probably one of the more creative people that I've ever met you know, you. personally. Yeah. Sure. There's so much that you have. And it's not just about how you deliver it. It's how you're always like, your mind is always like. Yeah, sometimes my mind just goes at 100. Exactly. I'm like, slow down. <laughs> exactly. But it took that to finally be like, you know what? Let me express this with everyone else. Like, there's, this, there's too much up here for me. Myself. Well, think about it this way. This. You do, exp I did express it just within me and myself, right. Right? Right, right, right? So it was just between me and myself that I would, I would still find it beautiful because there is art in um, privacy. So right. I think it was beautiful when I kept it to myself, but it became more beautiful when I shared it with people and they were able to understand what I was saying because it made me feel understood and it made them feel understood. It's a rewarding feeling, yeah. knowing mm -hmm. that you were able to impact. I mean, I'm sure when you had your book and even now with our podcast, every single time we get people will write to us or they comment or anything. Right. It's, it. It just kind of helps us know that we're doing the right thing. It's the reason when you're like, this is why I'm doing it. Especially when you're when you're genuine behind mm -hmm. it and you're, and you're really passionate about it. Like you want to, I, I want to create this art for to help people so exactly. they can feel relatable and they can then trust within themselves to make those decisions. You, for example, are, are, are one of those things, although it wasn't a direct impact, but you had a friend mm -hmm. that did that for you. Yeah, she did. Like, hey, you know what? Like, 
you know, the writing and all the stuff. Like she was creative. And then you said, you know what? I want to do it too. And then that kind of pulled it to this. And who knows? I mean, I know that outside of that, you were also doing like the creative directing that you were like on the other side of the camera. You mm-hmm. had posted a little while ago how you were like directing. I forgot who it was, but it was yeah, like a series yeah. of pictures. And I'm yeah. like, look at her. Look at the bitch over here. Yeah. Yeah. That, shit. that shit was dope. I think um, I try not to limit myself while I try not to my best. And I think I do a good job at it, at what I do. So... I think the poetry book is just another source of my art, you know? Like, I'm still going to do the creative directing. I'm still going to model. But if I can keep expanding and just keep creating art that can live on after I'm gone, because essentially, that is, like, what do you leave on earth, you know? And for me, this book leaves, like, an imprint of just my journey, which is whoever purchased it, they can feel um, identified with the journey, how life takes you. It's like a little legacy. Uh, yes, I, man. I think that's when you know when people ask you know what is the purpose in life is to make other people happy to make an impact because mm-hmm. everything you know the, everything that's materialistic and and monetization is temporary. But how you make somebody feel, they'll always remember that. Mm-hmm. How you made this person. Feel. I you know. I, I know moments where Chris. I, I felt a certain way when Chris helped me in, in a situation. Right, that I could. It was years ago, but I can pinpoint right exactly mm-hmm. when that happened. And I know for a fact somebody one day is going to read this. Hopefully, very, I'm sure very soon they're going to read this. And you're gonna help them go through a process, and you might never meet this person. Right? They, a, they might not even tell me. They might not even tell mm-hmm. you. But the fact that you've impacted them is is a is, is a gratitude, and it's payment. You know, the biggest payment that you can ever receive. I agree. And it's such a great feeling. You know, it's funny that you brought you brought that up because you know how we have like the whole giveaway going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second person that we picked was supposed to be a hundred dollar gift card. Yeah. So I had we had done the the picking, and we had mm-hmm. noticed that you know there was someone who really did. So it landed on this person. That person was in the Philippines. You know. So, right, it was the Philippines? Philippines. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. you know, and it's like, man, logistically, like, how are we going to send them something? Luckily, it was a gift card, so we were able to kind of, you know, fix it around. But it's like, okay, we sent it, it was 100 bucks, and fees applied, whatever. But to him, he was like, no, this is going to help me with this and school and all this stuff because I need to buy this. And and then the the Hanis, the my girl, she goes to me, she goes, you have no idea, like, for you, it's only hundred bucks. Yeah. But for them, look how much you impacted, and look how look, he probably told all his friends about it. Yeah, he's he probably did. there. Like, that's oh my an ex- God. that's an event in your yeah. life. This like, guy's dude. on the other side of the freaking world, and it's like that one little moment that we've impacted this one person. And a hundred bucks, you know, for they, they don't make that in a month. You know, if you think about it, like for them, it's so much more, and it's like for like somebody gives you a hundred bucks, you'll spend that on. You know, a couple of drinks. In like a day. Us, Sometimes day. you go out yeah. to eat, then you buy yourself something. That's it, hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. for them, it's just, you know. It just means so much more, and the fact that we could help people out, you know, six thousand miles away, such a great feeling, right? So yeah, she brought that up to me, and then you had also said it as well, and it's yeah. like the small little moments like that, mm-hmm. and that for us, like it, when I read that message when he sent it to me, I was like, wow, like yeah. we did that, yeah, we did that, and the fact that you did this and you created that piece, and it's gonna help so many people, and I think that's what life is all about, you know, that that's. For me, that's my. I feel like that's my purpose, and I mm-hmm. think you know the fact that you, you know what you're supposed to do, and like, that's what life is all about. It's not just doing one thing; it's doing a hundred different things. If it's you know photography, if it's being an author, if it's being a, a podcaster, whatever it is. But there's so much more to life than just doing one thing for the rest of. Your I life. agree. I think there's a million things that you could do, and so and, and I see you exploring that passion and, and diff- all these different avenues. So you know, kudos to you. Well, that's okay. an advice that I would give to people coming up, and like the art. Um, field don't limit yourself if you're a model to be like oh I can only model and that's yeah. it like that is my title because event- essentially you're labeling yourself so that is what I would say you label yourself we call ourselves like I'm an artist I'm a writer I'm a this so those are labels right but when you strip away from the labels like what really are you like you could be anything you could mm-hmm. be everything at once really 
So that's where I stand clear on my path that I'm everything all at once. Like, I don't want people to see me and be like, oh, she's just now a poet. Like, no, I'm a poet. I'm a model. I'm human. I'm just like everybody else. So that's something that um, I remind the people around me and I remind myself when I get too caught up in the labels that other people sometimes give me. Because sometimes it's not myself, it's how people view you, you're and that's you're perceived. what you choose to. That's what when we had when when Gus was on. So the previous guest that we had mm-hmm. on, <clears throat> he was he's really big on mental health, and he wants to start this whole you know that's kind of beautiful. like a group or whatever, right? And he's saying that oh well, I'm a fighter. You know, I'm supposed to be strong. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not a fighter. You're Gus. You're a son. You're mm-hmm. a boyfriend. You're uh, a teammate. You're so many more things. You're not just a fighter. So you have to wear all these hats. You're you're Talia. Mm-hmm. You feel a certain way. That's what describes you. You think a certain way. That's how you make your decision. So there's so much to you for just to just be labeled by one thing where we can accomplish so many things and wear all these hats. So it's like, that's who defines us. It's who we are and what we contribute to society, what we give, what we leave here. That's who you are. And then I think that's the focus that uh, I think us as people should kind of highlight more than just, oh, well, you're a writer. No, you're not just a writer, Marvin. There's so much more than that. And I think in in the purest form, we just... We're human beings, and the goal is to make other people happy, make them smile, make them laugh. To connect with other people. To connect them, which is what you were saying. And it's really hard nowadays, I think, with the current situation the world is in, like, people are just more disconnected than ever. Um, We're all part of it, so I'm not detached. I disconnect, too. I get on my phone. I don't talk to people. It happens where you can't escape reality, but you could be aware of it. So I think for me, even saying like, I'm Talia, I didn't did, that's just a name that my parents also gave me. <laughs> so it's like, even when I think the most difficult question to answer is like, who are you? Cause I was asked that once, right? I was on a train on the way back from London to uh, Manchester and this guy who was a monk, I didn't know in the moment, like the word, like he asked me the question, like, who are you? And I kept saying all these things and he was just like, no, but that's just your name. No, but that's just this. And because he was a monk and he said that he was in such deep meditation for hours, for days, really into that religion or that practice, you strip away from everything that you think you are. So he told me, he's like, you're not even like this. Like, you're not this body. You're not this vessel. So it was very, um, it was a moment in my life that I knew I was meant to sit in front of this man. Like, who knows? I was just on a train. But because of the book that I was reading currently, he just got into the conversation of it. So going back to what we're saying about labels, um, I think when we really, really just strip away from everything, it's just all one. It's just mm-hmm. essence. And I was talking to someone the other day. He, he went a little digress, but he had a, one of those ayahuasca trips. Yeah. But he said something. No, he said something super similar where mm-hmm. he's like, dude, like, you think you're here right now? You're not. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? And he goes, hey, yo, you're, you're, like, you're not even right. Like, we all think we're here, but we're not. And so when I start thinking, I'm like, there is a level of thinking. That goes beyond of what's here. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have to trigger to really start thinking outside of, like, what, what the monk is saying. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I don't really understand that. But it's crazy how, like, you can get to that level of thinking that you can really start, like, what, you know, what really well, are you? Well, I feel like there's a thin line. Like, you do, you cannot, like, detach from well, well, this. Okay. Sure. And I feel like sometimes those ayahuasca trips, um, I've heard really beautiful experiences. But I think you have to be very strong-minded in order yeah. to go into it because you also don't want to get lost in the spiritual realm because you're still living a human experience and you can't true. starve yourself of the human experience. Like yeah, it's part, it's true. what you're here. So it's true. That is true. Yeah. It's just, it's just so crazy how it far is. like the mind can really travel. A hundred percent. Outside of that, outside of like one, 
And then what we go through every single day, like the daily activities, or whatever. There's so much more. That is mm-hmm. pretty and, and exploring that. And as we get older, you know, like we're in our late 20s. Um, you're almost 30. I'm almost 30. Right. <laughs> so many other things we could talk about. You want to say and the fact that we're getting old, and then all these things that we're learning, and and, and life becomes so much more beautiful. I think True. now than it has been ten years ago when I was, you know, True. eighteen years old, whatever. Sure. So I think it's part of the part of the journey. Um, the last time we had you on, and we talked a little bit about your dating history or your your, your current dating status at the time. You said you were single. Yes. Since then, <laughs> though. Uh, things have changed, right? Yes. And uh, at the particular moment, you're not single anymore, right? You're in a relationship. I'm currently in a relationship. And when I was on the podcast last time, I was getting to know my boyfriend. Okay. Deeper than the surface, obviously, because you first meet somebody. So it's not that I was completely available for other people. But um, just like I was telling Barry on the phone, like when things are fragile and they're blooming, Right. I like to take care of them and I like to give them privacy and give them the room to flourish without any outside forces. So that's how I would say it. As you should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You we, should. we asked you and you were like, no, no, no I'm saying that. And like, like, a couple of months later, like you posted this guy. And like, oh, I guess he was saying <laughs> But it, it's like a, a common thing. Every guest we have on, maybe we're like the good luck. Like a good luck charm Maybe. because people, we have people on. They're like, oh, yeah, we're single. A month later, <laughs> you remember posting another guy. I'm like, oh, I thought you were single. Yeah. So if you're single you're and you want to be in a relationship, come on the show. Just yeah. come on the show. You'll yeah. find a boyfriend here. You'll find a boyfriend. Or a girlfriend. Or a girlfriend. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> so how are things now? Like, uh, you guys been dating for a couple months now? How are yes. Things? Well, what's, um, what's up with this guy? I was already getting to know him when I was on the podcast last time. Okay. And I still like to keep my things private. Everything is well. I think um, you attract people at the same vibration as you. So since I'm not the same person that I was back then. I think I attracted somebody that is on the same vibration as me now. So mm. we are on the same page. We have the same morals, the same values. And that's something that you can see in the beginning of my book. Um, it took a lot of self-work to um, get to this point. And sometimes people don't like to admit it, but usually when you're having a bad experience in a relationship, it's just a reflection of your mindset. Like what's um, What's been the biggest changes from back then to now? Um, I think it had to do with validation. I think in the past I used to unconsciously, right? Cause I used to say like, Oh, I don't care what people say or oh, I don't care how people perceive me, but it really was just a mask because I think we all care deep down inside how we're perceived. And I used to need like, external validation and for people to be like, Oh, I'm proud of you because you're doing this or just doing that. And the biggest change has that I don't care now. You get me? Like I am proud of myself. I am happy with myself. So I'm not seeking anybody to tell me like that I'm doing great. I just simply know that I'm doing great. So that's definitely been one of the biggest changes where I'm my own source of happiness now. And I don't need um, anybody, not even my partner. At the end of the day, I'm sharing my happiness with him. Mm. But essentially, like I am my source of happiness because I do what it takes for me to be happy and to love myself. So that's one of the biggest changes that I've also endured. So if someone says that they hate your book, what are you going to say? They probably hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, it can be. This is a bestseller. <laughs> no, nah, but one thing that, that I want to say is be proud anyways. Yeah, you know? well, think you about it. Put a lot of work into that. I put art all, all the that. time, and I'm pretty sure people scroll to that picture, and they're like, that's a shitty picture. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe, like, maybe. Yeah. But then there's, but then there's going to be the people scroll by and be like, wow. She that's amazing. Exactly. You know? So don't hold on to that. A hundred, it's hard for me because like I've, I've you know, written a couple of books, and I've gotten some tremendous feedback. And then there's always a couple of people who are like, hey, man, you know, I, I didn't like it. And I'm saying it kindly, but some people were like, oh, you know, garbage. 
maybe, you know, whatever. Um, and it it's hard because I know we've talked about it. Like it's it's even though you get like the over, overwhelmingly positive feedback, mm-hmm. there's that one person saying, And that's all like, you care about. And then it's like, oh, fuck. But that's just the mind. It is the mind. Like, no, no. It's you you know, you cares. gotta let go of that. But when you spend months and even years putting something together and then somebody reads through it in twenty minutes and it's like it's garbage. Sometimes it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, no. But sometimes it's like hard to take that. And you know, now I'm in a better place now. But we've talked about it personally. Uh, it's hard sometimes to take that criticism. And so, but ultimately, you know, like at the end of the day, whatever you're putting out there, you know, you there's gonna be not everybody's gonna love everything you do. Well, it's you shouldn't everything. ever expect everybody to like what it's you imp- do. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. I can't please anybody. Like, yeah. if somebody doesn't like poetry, reads that book, they're gonna hate it. They're like, I hate exactly. poetry. Right. You get exactly. me? Like, it's not really. Um, my intention is not for everybody to love it. I just wanted to reach the hands that it's meant to reach. And since I do, I am really close to God. Like, I just know like God is gonna put this book in the hands that need it. Sure. And the people that do give this feedback of like, oh, garbage, I didn't it. it's not what you say, it's how you say it. True. So you can message true. me and be like, look, I didn't like your book. I feel like there could have been this, it could have been that. I didn't say if you comment garbage, then you're the garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. It's, it's almost like, look, if, if I have 10 people who want to buy my book, but you don't, I'll just find another 10 that do. Exactly. Why am I... Like wasting my time worrying about you not liking my stuff. But regardless, what I wanted to say was the beauty of that is enjoying the journey, not mm-hmm. even the the finish line. Because if you know that you love putting this book together, no matter what, you don't care about the outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already won. You you did you did more. I I heard a statistic the other day that supposedly like ninety uh, there was a super high percentage of people they always say that they want to write a book. Mm-hmm. But only two percent of people actually do it. That's crazy. So you've already beat the yeah. other two percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think about it. Winning. It's, think about it. It's like you you've already done more than anyone's even willing to do or accomplish. It's like be proud of the work that you put out. You put a lot. You put your everything that you are is in that. Well, think about it this way as well. Thank you. But um, even the podcast, like I've wanted to start a podcast, and it's been a while, and I haven't started anything. So it's like it's it's sure challenging to start something and to really commit to it that's what people lack i feel like nowadays as well commitment even in relationships and jobs like it's very it lacks nowadays i feel like people are very easily thinking they could replace it or they just get distracted and like something else but i think it's always going to be hard though i think more people are concerned of what people would say so that as well um i don't want to start this because what are my friends going to say or what is my girl going to say my family uh i can't do that like, let's say you had a corporate job and you said, no, well, I want to, I want to write or I want to be a creative director. I want to do photography. Mm-hmm. My girl, she's, yeah. she's a photographer. Oh, amazing. She was a teacher. And I'm like, quit your fuck ass job. You're making more money as a, as a photographer anyways. Like you're here working around your teaching schedule. Oh, that's so annoying. Just to freaking, to find, no, dude. So what, what did she do? She quit her job and now she, well, she's not making bank, but she is getting a lot of clients in. Right. Well, like, it's about building. Concerned. But she believed in herself though. And she did it. And she's committed. proud of that. Exactly. She committed. Exactly. Committed. She went and mm-hmm. did that. So a lot of people, they're worried of like, well, what are they going to say? What are they going to think about me? Or what are they going to judge? It's like, but does that make you happy? Because they're yeah. not doing the job. They're well, not that's what I was saying. Camera. It's external validation. It's right, hearing your right. parents. Like, it, for example, I finished my um, college degree, right? Bachelor's in broadcast media and journalism. Right, right, right. And essentially, I did love what I studied. I think, look, it's giving me knowledge to not sure. even be behind this mic and being able to understand the point of view that you're in. So it wasn't my path, essentially. But a lot of the times, it was a push from my mom to be like, you need to finish college and you need to finish college. That really got me through college, though, because... Sure. 
it was like I needed the validation of her being proud of me to be like, okay, my daughter graduated from college, like amazing. It was an external validation, essentially, even though I'm glad it happened. You do need to be aware of how outside forces do influence you to do certain things that sometimes don't really align with your passion because the knowledge that I learned in college, I'm applying it now. I'm thankful. But essentially, I don't have a passion for, let's say, like news anchoring, which is what I was aiming to do. Right. I don't really have a passion to stand in front of the news and really deliver any <laughs> any of the negative things on the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think school's more to create workers. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it all depends on the degree, but it's it's designed to make you a worker because this country needs people to work. Uh, I think people who then venture out of that to create their own things, such as yourself, such as us, I think we're the real winners because although it's difficult, we're kind of breaking the mold to do what we mm-hmm. really love to do. Right. Other people, they live their whole lives working for someone else, doing something that they hate. Sometimes they have to. But we have the blessings of actually being able to. Yeah, and it's I the new it's, world we're living in, too. Our parents didn't have that choice, so that's why they don't understand that. it. Yeah, so it's really challenging to them mm-hmm. because they're like, they don't understand they it, don't so understand they don't it. want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're just like, I don't want to. So then you try to explain, they're like, no, no, it's not going to work. But ultimately, if you believe in it that much, we had no don't stuff. seek external validation exactly exactly the same thing the last guy that we had on he was um he's a fighter you know mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a fighter and he when he first broke the he told his parents they were like ah it's be realistic like you know it's not a real thing and then ah. he started doing good started winning started advancing getting sponsors mm-hmm. getting you need to year. show them forget telling them and now they're like yeah. when's your next fight like what yeah. you, you know yeah. what i mean things change man yeah. so that's yeah. why well, you, you need to just... forgive your parents for that as well because i've had to um understand my parents rather than feel neglected because they're there to support me. Like I have no doubt my parents, if I want to launch a spaceship, they're going to be there to help me. But when I first started speaking of the book, obviously it's not physically in front of you. Almost it's even hard for you to believe that you could do it, but it's about believing in yourself and it's not about proving it to them. It's just like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to let you be a witness of it. Like you don't have to completely understand it. Just emotionally and physically support me so that I could, achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. And that's what I forgive my parents for sometimes doubting me because it's not that they doubt me. It's that it's in their world, in their reality that they have grown up in. Like, it's not possible to just release a book and just, they didn't even know what the internet really is nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or school, the, the same comment I said to, to, to the last guy that was here. It's like, you know, my, my parents were not fortunate to, to have school here. You know? mm-hmm. So they're always like, you were born here. You speak English. <laughs> You get the same thing. I get the same. We came from Cuba for you. Yeah, yeah. How are you not going to go to school? If I was born here, I'd be the president of the United States. I'm like, (laughs) Mom, shut the hell up. We haven't even had a woman president. Either we're going to have a Cuban one. (laughs) Things like that. I'm like, yo, chill out. And so things like that. It's like they come here like wanting what's best for you and they think school is. But I think now we're in a generation where we're realizing that eh, maybe school isn't ultimately. I mean, does it help? Just like you said, it helps. But ultimately, is it going to get you to what you really love to do? I I don't think so. I think that's going to come with experience. I tell people as well that. School teaches you discipline. It teaches you committing because you have to wake up every single day respect. and go to school. It teaches you respect. respect it's structure as well. I think there's a lot of artists that don't commit to school, right? Because they don't have the structure. And sometimes those artists don't achieve what they could because they don't have the discipline and the structure of like, I'm going to put time for this every day. I'm going to wake up at this time and put and dedicate myself because school does teach you that at a point. You get me? There is definitely like a system behind it that could be beneficial if you use it. Yeah, think about how the, how they say like uh, the millionaire routine. Wake up at four thirty in the morning, and then I do the, my meditation, then my workout, then my breakfast. That's a structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't really learn that unless you have something to reflect. Like in school, you were gonna say something. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm gonna pick it back off of that. Hit it, hit it. No, um, the school. I mean, it's it's not for everybody. It teaches you how to be 
you know, all this, all these things that you guys are mentioned. But ultimately, if you're, you know, there's some, Gary Vee always says it. He's like, bro, I, I, I was terrible in school. And look mm-hmm. at him now. Like he is such a creative and, and, and business savvy mentality for your aspect. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you were blessed to, have, I guess, have both, right? You finished school and everything like that. But your creative mentality, would it really fit into a nine to five, into a, no. a bank, into a corporate job? Probably not. You know? I'll probably starve my artist. That's and, what I call and, my artist. I'll be, starve her. Yeah, and you'll be yeah. depressed and you'd be miserable. Yeah, that's so, true. And, and, you know, like for me, like I always got to be on the go. I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to sit behind a desk. Like for me to work at like a, bank. you know, at a bank or something like that, like I would, I would, <laughs> I would die. Not for anything. No, 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 I'm not. I, I feel like dying every day. Don't worry. Friday, nine to five. Like, I feel like I gotta, dying. I got to be on the go. And, and, and now that we're obviously we're exploring or, or artistic arts and, and yeah. that energy, like it's it's so refreshing when we come here. And the goal is obviously for us to do this you know, full time. But a hundred percent, you know, school is not for everybody. Um, and if, especially if you're on the creative aspect of it, you got to reach out and, and follow your dreams and do your passion. And ultimately, the essence is to make other people happy. Well, there's yeah. a balance as well. Like you work at a bank, right? That's like you're rolling eyes, but it's a balance. I think they look. That's what you do during the week, but look at you on the weekend. Right. You're still feeding the artist. What I'm talking about. It's there's True. a balance of like you're still in the reality of where you have to work nine to five to make your money to pay right. the bills. Right. Just the system that we live in as society. But you're also not starving yourself of what you love to do. And sometimes what you love to do doesn't necessarily need to profit. Maybe it's just what you love to do. Yeah. And that's enough for some people or just the path that it takes. Like if I made this book, right. And I think my, am I going to make money out of it for sales? Okay. Yes. But essentially that's not what I'm searching through this book. You know, yeah. if I love the book and I put it out and if I would, I've given a books out ready for free. Like, I don't care. I just want you to read it. Tell me about it. Like, how did you feel? How did it help you? Really anything. The money is just part of the system as well that I'm going to be benefiting in that way but essentially that's not the source of me creating it yeah. or even me doing a photo shoot sometimes i just simply do it for the love of the art and not um the material side to it yeah like i you know it's it's tricky because we live in a world where everything everybody wants to monetize everything right everything yeah. and, and it's not always like that but ultimately obviously money is important and you need it to mm-hmm. to be creative in other outlets right so you can feed you know you make money and you turn it into something else that you like doing so you need the money to have the freedom, but ultimately you shouldn't pursue things for the sole purpose of making money. Yeah, no, what I, what I like is um, what we had said earlier, even though I still have my regular job, um, I'm still winning, you know, because mm-hmm. I am, you wanted to start a podcast and you haven't yet. You're a good exactly. example. So, and, and then other exactly. people, but you're also kicking ass in other things that I wish I could do. Mm-hmm. But the, the beauty is that, but we're doing it. While other people it. are just sitting there and complaining. And I think that's what we need to appreciate. Well, the day will come, I'm sure, when I can, when we can do this either no full doubt. time or expand <laughs> and really create a business with this umbrella, all that cool stuff. But it's that we started it, yeah. And we're a lot closer than we are today than when we are when we first started because we didn't have anything. And the last time that I was here, yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. here. and studio. Next time, you know, we'll definitely have you on that online. We will have our own studio. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all about progress, and I think um, our last episode till now people will be able to see the progress within me and within you guys, which that's what life is about. It's just a progress. And how you ever said, the first step is creating it and overcoming really all the obstacles that we put in our mind. Because if you tell anybody right now, like, oh, release a book. My first thought was like, how many things am I going to have to do to release this book? Oh my God, I need this. And you create all these obstacles that most of the time it ends up being like, I can't do it. 
It's yeah. too much. Yeah. And that's probably like the most difficult part that it was for me, at least mm. to create it. Because you start thinking like, oh, how much money is going to cost me this? How much is it going to be that? Who's going to help me do the pictures? Where, Who, yeah, uh, where do I even it, start? Yeah, but I feel like as soon as you make the first step, like for me, at least I was like, God would just give me the signals of where and how I'm going to do it. He wants me to start. I'm going to start. So I started putting all my poems together. I said, this is what's going to be. This is what people are going to benefit from. This is how I want to help people. And I put the intention. And just life has a way when you put the intention. They're called coincidences. It's like, oh, it's a coincidence that all of this has happened. It's not a coincidence that all of a sudden I stumbled upon somebody that helps me publish books. That is just life itself, the universe being like, you want this? Here, here are your resources. Here are your tools. But it's not going to be handed to you. What's being handed to you is... The sources, you need to, at the end of the day, grab those sources and be like, okay, these are the tools. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. I think it's the opportunity. Uh, the opportunity gets given to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it all comes down to how you act, you know, mm-hmm. when the opportunity gets presented. Uh, what, I, what I do love about that is, is how important it is for human connection and, and, and networking, essentially, and, and building those strong relationships with people. And I think it starts with you as being a good person and helping people because if you have that type of personality that you want to help, you want to meet, you want to talk. Now you start getting aligned with the people that maybe have those mm-hmm. resources for you that you probably didn't have you before. You didn't even know. Exactly. Yeah. But it's important. So that's why that's why I'm really big on being empathetic and like thinking of other people. Why are they thinking the way that they are? Why are they telling me this? Trying to understand their mind because that way, you know, it allows you to kind of connect with them a little bit better and find, you know, other outlets that you can you can kind of capitalize on. So imagine like right now, like we met you. If one day I needed something from you, you, you reached out to us again, like, mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have the book, you know, yeah. like, good. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. You were on before. Like, that's awesome. Like we had that connection already. That relationship was for you to come back on. And it's like, Oh my God, we would love that they had to come back yeah, on. No, yeah. we're about <laughs> no doubt. Like he, he, he told me about it and I said, let's do it. And it's kind of worked out. Like I'm so happy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. as soon as I was like, okay, I need, a uh, platform where I can share this other than Instagram where I can express myself. So see, I don't have my own Ooh. podcast. Yeah. I was like, okay, what's the best podcast other than inside my head? <laughs> and I thought of you guys because I did feel very welcomed last time. And I think one of the things that I took from um, the last episode that we did is that it's all about comfort when you're talking to somebody. So in order for me to really express what I want to express, I needed to feel comfortable in an environment with the person that I'm sharing it. And knowing that we had some common ground in our interests and our morals the way we think even if we have differences like last time we talked about relationships like we went deep into it and although we had our different thoughts it was still a comfortable setting it was a good discussion exchange of ideas you said earlier it's it's not what you say it's how you say and 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 it comes down to empathy because if i'm listening to and understanding why you believe something if i had a difference i'm not going to make you feel stupid for your decision Mm -hmm. because what makes me feel right about mine if I, if, if I were right, you would also agree, but you don't. So, mm-hmm. man, I want to learn why you don't agree. And I think that's the beauty of having these open conversations with people because then you are able to have these conversations that you can learn like, oh, well, maybe we're not on the same page, but I can at least respect you for mm-hmm. your beliefs. Marvin, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a good question. Man. Talk to me. Um, when you released your book, right, that you got your feedback, what do you think it was the most um, fulfilling Oh, I mean, the, 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 the feedback was tremendous and it was a little bit overwhelming because nobody, mm-hmm. people knew I was writing before I, you know, I had I blogs out at, at my own platform, Embrace the Layover, I was writing about traveling and also like a little bit of relationships and, and thought catalog, which is uh, like a digital magazine That's cool. I was talking about, like I was going through like a really rough breakup and just kind of, put, you know, fed the fire to write the first book. Um, and, and, and the biggest thing is that 
had a lot of guys reach out because mm-hmm. I, you know, the book that I wrote was learning how to heal a broken heart, mm-hmm. and and most writers, uh, and especially when it comes to about these things, are, are tend to be women. So for a True. man to come out there and talk and write about his feelings and heartbreak and how he was going through it and and how he was devastated and crying and this and all that for a man to be vulnerable and to put that on paper, it 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 was it was. A big step for it's rare. It's rare, yeah. very rare. And so I had a lot of guys reach out to me and say, you know, thank you so much for putting this into words. I've never been able to express how I felt. You know, I was going through this. I, I love this girl, and it meant so much to me. But I just didn't know how to express that because when we have talked about it. A lot of men are afraid to talk about how they feel. You, a guy gets through, you know, gets out of a relationship, and he's like, oh, you know, I didn't care about this girl. Whatever. Why? Of course he did, but he's not going to say that to his boys or to his mom or to his friends because oh, I can't show feelings, God forbid. And and for me, I I, I wasn't like that. I wasn't going to be like that. I was like, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be honest. And and I think through my writing, people felt that they're like, man, like this man was really going through it. And so for me, when people read the book and they told me, listen, like I could relate. I could see how you were going through this, and I could uh, uh, see how you were struggling. And this helped me. And that's the key for me. Like, I want to help other people. Yeah. So it meant so much to me when people would reach out and say, hey, listen, bro, I was going through it. Because I, I remember when I was at the darkest point of my life, and they, they and I overcame that, and I be- overcame it because of you. And when they were telling me that, it meant so much because I, I was know, there. That's beautiful. I was that going really through it. And so the biggest piece that where I am now to compare it to where I was two and a half years ago, it just shows goes to show you, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate based on especially what I read, mm-hmm. Humans are, we humans are so incredibly resilient. We can overcome the worst situation. Think about the lowest point in your life, the lowest point in your life, and yeah. look where you are now. You didn't at the, at the, at the time you didn't think you could overcome that. No. You thought it was game over. You thought there's no be- there's never gonna be a good day again, if you think about it. And then look where we are now. I agree. And so for me, there's always gonna be another day in terms of it'll get better. Even it does though, is that it does get it better. Does get better. Like that's what people don't wanna in that moment you just wanna it, drown in your zars. Like it's just yeah. terrible. But it does get better. And at least sorry to interrupt no. you. At least the same thing that you said, like um writing at least heals you. And when you know that you share and it heals other people, you're like, this is it. How my experience is healing you while it's simultaneously healing me. So that you know the energy is already creating of healing. Like that is what we're here to do. I think your book healed you. Yeah. You know 100%. why? Because you just put everything out that you felt. So you're not carrying that weight that you once did just because you already put it out. You're expressing it. And now somebody else is like, I'm going through this. And it's healing me to read what you're going through because you're giving them the hope that, okay, he got through it. So I can I, get through it too. I can get through it. And that's essentially the same thing that I aim for this book. Um, The book is written in a specific form, right? I told you guys this yesterday. And it takes you from two years and a half ago, the point that I was in my life, um, where I was going bad breakup, just heartbreak, just disappointment, betrayal, et cetera, grief, because that's part of um, the healing journey that people don't like to go through. Usually you go through the bad and then you grief it, which is it's hard because that's when you mourn the relationship or you mourn the moments. And after that griefing is usually when you do get to the part of like acceptance. And once you accept that that is what it is, you can actually move on now to your next chapter to what else is life gonna bring me and i think that's through my book you can see the experience that i went through and i hope to inspire people as well that doesn't matter what chapter you are in your life just like in my book where the first chapter is um about my heartbreak about my toxic relationship 
my past toxic relationship. And um, the second chapter is Carmen, which I don't know if you guys know through Instagram. Maybe some people know. It was like this alter ego that I created, right? Oh, yeah, when I would yeah, go create art or I would just go out and get drunk. I'd be like, oh, that wasn't me. That was just Carmen, right? <laughs> so it's this alter ego. This I would call her... <laughs> yeah, Carmen, it was, I would say, like a false identity. So it was pretty much the mask that I kept to just deal with all the pain that I was going through and to just get through the days that I was grieving, right? And that's the second chapter of the book. That's why it's called Meet Carmen, just because that is nothing of what I really, really am. It's just somebody that I created in order to just get me by the days, you know? Like this is, you sometimes do that. You create like this personality that's not really like your core essence, but it does help you just deal with the things that you're dealing with. Right. And I think that's, I would essentially call that like my old ego because I killed her. Carmen is dead. <laughs> when you when you received this, this your book in the mail and you went over it and you read through some of the, the, the pages through it, some of the, the poems that were written years ago, over years, Europe, ago, years yeah. ago, and you go through and you look at, look, you go over it and you see, man, like where you were de- at the point, not then at that point, and then where you are now, how does that make you feel that you overcame some of the worst days in your life. And now you're like, man, I wrote about this. I overcame it. I'm in a healthy like a trophy now. almost. I will tell you this though. You know how um, during those times when people are like, oh, this is not going to get better. This, this is the worst thing ever. Like my life is going to be miserable. I never had that thought. Like even when I was in the lowest point of my life, I knew I was like, this is not it. Like I'm not destined for this. So when I was in the toxic relationship and I was um, in really bad situations, I always knew I was like, this is just temporary. Because the light, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. And I'm going to get to it. That's hard to actually have that when you're in. The no, I had it. I had prison. it. And that was probably even the hardest thing, though. Because at least when you're, um, I'll say, naive or just not aware, it's easy just to be like, oh, I'm going to be miserable. But when you are accepting that you're in this part of your life and you're aware that that's not your final destination, it's even harder. Because you're just like, oh, can I just get to the end? Like, I just want to be happy already. But you have to accept that you're not there yet. And you are miserable sometimes <laughs> what you just said you're not there yet and so mm-hmm. sometimes when we go through these journeys it's like driving in a car and you look through the rear view mirror and all you see is darkness and, and even ahead mm-hmm. it just doesn't it doesn't mean that this is the final destination it just means you're just not there yet yeah it doesn't mean you're there not is gonna no have, final destination exactly it doesn't mean that you don't you're not gonna have another a beautiful day that the sun's gonna come out that mm-hmm. there's gonna be happiness and fulfillment it, it'll be there it's just not not today and so when you're going through that, you have to remind yourself, you have to find a lighthouse. I like to call it like a beacon of hope. And for me, through that time, my writing was that. Me too. Chris meant that to me. A support system. The support system, mm-hmm. the people that I've met throughout, you know, through Chris and all my other friends that have, have helped me. But not everybody has that. And so for me, writing that book, that, that's, that, that was the lighthouse that I wanted to give mm-hmm. to other people. That's a lighthouse to somebody else. And it's it gonna, was for it's me as guide well. guide them home. And so it's so important when you... That's crazy that you say that. home because I actually have a part of the poem where it's a narration. So I was pretty much narrating like the third um, point of view where I was saying that I was returning home from like being lost for so long. And it's because sometimes you do get into these relationships and you lose yourself and you strip away from like who really you who, are, you are. who you are. And you come back and you're like, whoa, it's like almost like a blackout. You know, you sometimes mm. I don't do this anymore. But if you go out and you black out and you wake up the next day and you're like, what just happened? What did I do? It was almost like those toxic moments are those blackouts. And you're just like, 
wow, like, I can't believe I even did that. That's not me. Yeah, like, you reflect back to it. Yeah. But how often, like, there's, and then you know you're with the wrong person when they bring out a side of you that you don't even recognize. Yeah, like, this is not, this cannot this, be me. This is not me. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> well, maybe you are, but you're not that, <laughs> that, uh, that person, that jealous person, that insecurity. But, like, sometimes people bring out the worst in you, right? So, and then you're going to have those people who bring out the best in you. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize that, obviously, everything comes with self-accountability. But... In hindsight, you're like, man, why was I like this? Even I think about it. think about all the, the worst days where how you were, how you behaved in past relationships. I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm, I I'm like, embarrassed. Not, yeah, I'm embarrassed. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about that. The person I was, and but that's growth. That is growth. Well, and you got to. I love her. Process. Like who she, who I was. Like I didn't. I sent her love and. Sometimes through my meditations, I do think of my old self and like I hug her and I say that I love you. And she did the best she could. Like she was trying the best that she could. She was just trying to get on with the day. She was just trying to make it to where I am now. And essentially without who I was, I wouldn't be who I am. So I'm not ever ashamed of who I was, but I do. um, I'm aware of the actions that were not resonating with really who I am. I wanted to add, because you called this book too much. Mm -hmm. And in the dedication, it was, you said something about... I dedicate this book to all the men that have said that I was too much. How many times have men said that to you? That you I were too much, that you demanded too much, that you were asked always, for too much. I, I think even outside of relationships, right? Right. I will meet, I'm, I am an intense person. I wouldn't yeah. even say intense. I'm a passionate person. Passion. I like that. <laughs> and with a passion comes intensity. And to people that can't handle your fire, you are going to be too much. And they're going to be like, you know what? You're just too much for me. And sometimes believe those people because as soon as somebody tells mm-hmm. you, you're too much for me, indeed I am. Yeah. Like, I got to go. I'm you too much me? for you, but it doesn't mean there's not going to be somebody else out there who's going to yeah. feed that fire instead of trying to dim it. Exactly. You know? so, and that, that is important. Do you feel like the relationship you're in now, the person you're with, because, you know, you're a passionate person. Mm-hmm. Are they able to kind of push you to do further or will they say, hey, you're too, are are you too, too much? much? Yeah. Are you no, too much? no, I how, don't feel that currently, that? right? So when I first put dedicated to other men who were told me too much, right? I followed by dedicated to my mom who always told me like they were not enough, yeah. right? So I love that because my mom was my support system always. She was like, I'll vent to her. She'll be like, forget it. Like you are not wrong. Like you're a woman. Like that is what you deserve. Respect yourself. So she always reminds me like, no, they're just not in the right state of mind for you. And then it's followed to the women that, um, it's also dedicated to the women that, despite their hurt, believe in love. And the reason why, it's because, regarding back to your question, um, you need to believe that you are going to find somebody who thinks that you are just fine. You get me? That you are fine just the way you are, even with your imperfections. I'm not the perfect girlfriend, right? Nobody is, because I'm not the perfect human. It's not even the girlfriend. I'm not a perfect human. So um, when you go through traumatic things like how I did and how you did, sometimes it takes healing and it takes you now being in a healthy relationship to understand how wrong it really was your past relationship. And sometimes you have to accept that your programming is toxic because that's Mm -hmm. all you've experienced. And at least in my current relationship, I am now facing um, having to reprogram myself about the way that I communicate, about the way that I perceive things, the way that I, um, engage with my partner in the sense of what I expect of him, which um, I was talking to my friend here earlier today, Sophie, and we expect uh, things from, <laughs> yeah, we expect things from partners when really you shouldn't expect your partner for anything. You should just accept your partner for who they are, right? Once you start expecting and putting these rules upon people is usually when you start getting disappointed and you start going into mystery or just 
unhappiness just because you're not accepting them for who they are when I feel like in my current relationship, I am learning that he accepts me entirely for who I am. And I've also committed myself not only to the relationship, but to my healing journey so that our relationship could work. And I think that's essential in a relationship. You need to commit to yourself. Isn't it liberating? Like yes. Being able to be yourself? Like yes. With the person that you want to be with? And to be comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. right. Doesn't that feel great? It's refreshing. 